World War II is represented in the U.S. as a good war, a war in which we Americans were the good guys, fighting the truly outrageous and horrific bad guys to save others. I'm Sarah. And I'm Laura. We're here on War, What Is It Good For? World War II on film. Today, we are examining the film Saving Private Ryan and if it reinforces or subverts this myth. The goal of the Allied forces in World War II was to put an end to fascism and the cruelties of the Nazi party. World War II was good for America in that it fostered financial, industrial, and cultural growth, and this combined with the accomplishment of winning the war led to the Good War myth. The war made America a world power, and the Good War myth occurred because Americans saw these positive things about the war and failed to recognize the cost of it all. Overall, over 70 million people died as a result of World War II. Just to summarize Saving Private Ryan, I'll go ahead and talk about it a little bit. Saving Private Ryan begins with a scene at a graveyard where an elderly man searches for the gravesite of someone unknown to the viewer. The movie then transports us back in time to D-Day and portrays the historical bloodbath that occurred on June 6, 1944. This particularly gruesome scene lasts 25 minutes and ends with a camera shot showing a dead soldier's pack labeled Ryan, S. This dead soldier is one of three brothers killed in action. An emotional scene depicts the mother of the four boys as a military vehicle approaches her house to deliver the news that three of her children have died in the war. The movie continues with a focus on Captain Miller, who's ordered along with his men to go behind enemy lines and locate the fourth Ryan brother in order to send him to his mother safely. Here we have a major theme. Is one man really worth risking the lives of so many others? Throughout the movie, this dilemma creates tension between Captain Miller and his men. Since the men will be going into occupied territory, they bring along a soldier who can translate for them. This soldier is Corporal Upham, and he is a writer, and he knows very little about weapons and war, and he is therefore pretty undesirable to the rest of the platoon. As Miller and his team navigate their way to Private Ryan, they encounter numerous dangerous situations, and several soldiers die along the way. The group captures a German soldier who is responsible for one of their fellow soldiers' deaths. Upham pleads for Miller and the others to release their prisoner rather than kill him. Finally, Miller and his platoon find that the last remaining Ryan brother is unwilling to leave his platoon despite the deaths of his brothers and those of Miller's platoon. Miller and his men stay with Ryan to defend a bridge from the enemy. They find themselves liking the Ryan brother, but many of Miller's soldiers die in the battle, and Miller himself is killed just as Air Force planes end the battle. We then find that the man at the beginning of the movie in the cemetery was Private Ryan visiting the grave of Captain Miller. To begin our analysis of the movie Saving Private Ryan and its relationship to the Good War myth, I want to introduce the concept of social commentary. Social commentary is established through forms of media or other communication tools when ideas are presented to the viewer with the goal of facilitating ongoing thought or conversation about the issue at hand. Films can provide social commentary, and the film Saving Private Ryan brings attention to the conflict of World War II. In this movie, we see World War II from the American side, and we will be discussing how the commentary provided by the film contributes to the myth of the good war. Saving Private Ryan was released in 1998, over 50 years after the war ended. 
because the movie came out so much later than the war actually occurred, the social commentary provided by the film is partially impacted by the audience itself. In the time since the war, Americans have begun to view World War II as a good war for the United States for a number of reasons, and war films further influence this idea. The media during World War II in the 1930s and 40s included the radio, or the majority was actually paper media, such as flyers and newspapers and magazines and posters. All of these public ideas create a unified atmosphere, so everyone in the United States had a universal idea of what was going on in their social, cultural, political, and economic spheres at the time. There is no electronic media that could be passed on until present day, other than pictures and a few videos that give us younger generations a microscopic look into what World War II was really like for Americans. For historical context, pressing social issues at that time before World War II began started to include with the New Deal, which shaped the recovering United States following the Great Depression. This prospering time offered hope and faith, and we saw an increase in manufacturing, and along with the increase in manufacturing, we also saw almost every good was a U.S.-made US product. So everyone was very proud of their country, it was a very nationalist time, and on top of this was a prior success in World War I which causes an additional peak in patriotism. So this time in the United States, which is super prosperous, and in World War I, we saw people such as in All Quiet on the Western Front, a book we read in class, displays the soldiers kind of turning into zombies or robots after facing these atrocities. But the characters we see in these modern movies in World War II are totally opposite. Many people were excited to serve and just waiting to enlist after the success of World War I so that they could fight for their country and beat the bad guys. These social issues set the stage for a good war that is addressed in the film. And obviously, Saving Private Ryan is a very modern social criticism of what happened during this time, made about 50 years later, like Laura said. In Saving Private Ryan, we see Ryan himself make the decision to stay back and help his men, given the opportunity to go home, which is a great example of his patriotism and the desire to serve his country when even the war that he was in was the same thing that was killing his own family members. He was willing to take that risk just because he wanted to fight for those people, and Saving Private Ryan displayed those honest aspects of humanity and how they can have a positive impact on others and just gives us faith in people and soldiers during those really rough times. Even Captain Miller and other people in other scenes reflect this patriotic social commentary that kind of gives reference to these great and brave American soldiers that are featured in so many modern movies for the younger generations, which is why we get this idea of the good war and the great people who served in it. Those are some really great thoughts, and I agree that the patriotism is very well reflected in this film, but I also think that it's interesting to think about that patriotism from the viewers that are decades or, you know, generations down the line uh, to see how they're viewing this social commentary in a totally different time. Yeah, I think that following the war, you know, this one, I was talking to some people who, my, like older people in my family, and they were saying how before World War One or World War Two, I'm sorry, people were like in lines to get enlisted. They were just waiting to serve the serve. They wanted to take down the Germans. Everyone was just excited to get involved in the war. But following that, the Korean War, people were not as excited. Like before World War Two, people were dropping out of their Ivy League schools just so they could go in and fight in the next big war in uh, the United States. The Korean War, people, well, mainly young men, were getting enlisted or 
enrolling in college to avoid getting enlisted in the military so that patriotism didn't carry on in two generations. I think it was following right after World War II ended. There was this great sense of patriotism, but that didn't carry on into the younger generations. Yeah, and I'll talk a little bit more on that later, but you know, depending on whether or not your country wins the war, it definitely impacts your patriotism as far as going into the next war. So that's a really good point. The movie Saving Private Ryan was said to provide unity for some people because it provided a platform for survivors of the war to discuss what they went through. A lot of soldiers came out with PTSD like they do nowadays in war, and now we have a really good name for it. But for others, it was traumatic because it caused them to re-experience the horrors that they saw in the war. So the movie was thought-provoking for the audience, and it was intended to be. But did you have any thoughts on this movie? Did it make you feel a particular way about war? I think the main theme of this movie, Saving Private Ryan, the scene where they find Private Ryan, and they're there, they've completed their mission to bring him home and rescue him from the terrors of war that killed his own family. And I think him taking that brave step to say no when we think if we were in this position if we were in war in such a dangerous scary time where it's like you know you're hungry everything's just dirty things are blowing up everywhere the people around you I mean you're losing so many loved ones or you're just losing people that you might have just met the day before even though you'd still die for them in that moment and I think him just wanting to stay in that environment that sounds so scary to us, having never experienced, obviously, never being in a war. I mean, I think if I was him, I'd love to get home and love to be rescued if someone just came to pick me up. So it's just shocking that he had that step and was courageous enough to want to stay back and help his men who were fighting for the same thing he was. So it was just very strong of him to want to help his troops and kind of gave me like, I was shocked when I watched this movie for the first time that he decided to stay back, and he was really reluctant and was stubborn because he just wanted to help his men and defend their mission. Absolutely. And at one point in the film, we hear a conversation with Upham about um, kind of comrades and and brotherhood, and a lot of the fellow soldiers kind of laugh at him. And I think that that has to do with his, he's really new to war. He hadn't been a part of the kind of combat that the rest of the platoon had been part of. So it's interesting to see the contrast between that character, Upham, and uh, Ryan. So I thought that that was a really good point that you made. Yeah, and I think the idea of the good war being controversial because there's this camaraderie, but it's also at the same time, millions of people are losing their lives so can it really be good if all these people are losing their lives fighting for this country if there's like any goodness in that and I think a lot of the characters in the movie don't want to believe that and that's why you know they laugh at him for bringing that up because he's new to the war he's kind of a rookie but even some of the older ones we see the scene where their man is abandoned and the only one left in the machine gun nest and they all come to save him and they're trying to you know tie up his leg to stop the bleeding from the cut and no matter what even as much as they like to think that they're just these numb bodies you know they've seen it all and that they're just desensitized to everything when it comes down to it and one of their peoples in their squadron or um, when one of them gets hurt they're gonna like risk everything just to help that one man that they've never known before being in the war so I think that's something really well that I'm not sure if that's like every war you know I haven't 
been alive for all of them. I haven't talked to many veterans, but I feel like World War Two in this movie and other ones we watched, especially Hacksaw Ridge, like there's just this connection to all the people that they just want to save each other's lives desperately. And I think that is a really good thing that just kind of shows through, even though they kind of have seen a lot, they're still human on the inside. Absolutely. And part of that um, that's great about this movie was that it did allow people to talk about things like this um, because most of us civilians have never experienced the kind of situations that they're put in um, because of war, during war. So having a platform where they can talk about it uh, was good for some people. But again, like I said earlier, it can be traumatic as well to re-experience those things on film. I agree it's probably so traumatizing for veterans to re-watch things like this and it's also so interesting for people who were in the war or younger generations like us to experience it through these films you know if we're looking to learn more but we have to remember you know a lot of these veterans like those in the movies before World War II they were regular people just like us with different lives back at home and Captain Miller really good job of representing his innocent life that he had before this and opening up to the people in the squadron that he is above even though he is stubborn to do this the whole time but it comes down to a very sensitive moment where he tells them you know he does have a loving wife at home and before this he was occupied as a school English teacher teaching young men and it just kind of shows he is human he's not just a general he's not just a soldier he's not just there to kill or to die he did have an occupation and he was teaching young men the same way he is leading this troop of people and he this discipline in the military that persists in schools kind of has this parallel between his two jobs that we see in Foucault's docile bodies how he does observe and evaluate these groups but it's on a more personal level because he might be observing them, but it's not from up top. It's, you know, he is on the same plane as them. He's going through what they're doing, and he doesn't want to save Private Ryan as much as they don't, but he has to be there, and he motivates them to do something that they don't want to do by offering, you know, the reward that they get to go home. And I think Captain Miller's scene here kind of shows the honesty he has in humanity and how that can impact others, which kind of connects it to the idea of it being a good war despite everything else going on. There were people like him. Movie critics had an awful lot to say about this movie. A lot of people thought that it was more of a simple, realistic portrayal of war, not like some glorification or encouragement of war. Um, But I think that there's something to be said for both sides of that. Uh, To start with, the entire premise of the movie is set on the sacrifice made by Private Ryan's three brothers. We kind of touched on that already, but from a civilian's perspective, this could be inspiring, but the reality is that war is cruel and millions of people lost their lives or their loved ones because of it. And according to Maruf Hassian, an author who studied cinematic representations specifically in this movie, reverence for our World War II veterans should not require that we avoid critiquing the motivations and interests involved in the waging of all wars. So while the soldiers deserve respect for their bravery, we can't forget that the war is costly and all war is costly because it results in destruction and poverty and in addition, injury and death. At the same time though, in this movie, we have the character Upham who stands out among the group because of his hesitation to defend himself and others of his platoon. We see several moments where he hesitates to participate um, in the killing, which is a good thing. Um, But he reminds us that being a soldier doesn't automatically make you a hero. He's petrified to the point of paralysis most of the time, and his inaction could have cost 
the platoon their lives. But this is probably what a lot of us civilians would do, given the situation. I know I would probably freeze as well. But I think that his ideas of brotherhood and humanity and war, while they might be naive, are important because he represents the kind of person that would hesitate to believe in the myth of the good war, that war is good because um, because of the reason we go to fight it. So he encouraged the group to let the German soldier go free because he believed that the soldier would stop killing the Americans. Later, we see that same German soldier kill members of Upham's platoon, and Upham kills him in a moment of rage and anger. And this is probably the only point we see him truly participate in the war. And the portrayal of the German soldier just adds to the idea that the Americans were right in killing the Germans, which um, certainly adds to this myth of the good war. Obviously, we've seen some of the enemy soldiers let go when in one-on-one encounters in Saving Private Ryan, which does show this goodness in humanity. But in the end, a lot of these soldiers are getting killed and when encountered with the enemy, a lot of them are going to attempt to take their lives. And those are for the people participating in the war. But still, those encounters that we see in the movie, those more um, human-like encounters are portray the movie to be good the good war to the public and I think the public sphere at this time of the war would agree with that and the culture at the time was very military embraced and that's why we were just happy no matter what the soldiers were doing while they were in war the people not participating on the outside just saw it as this beautiful thing and I think a good example is just the fact that the government decided to have this mission to save Private Ryan for the sake of his family. It just focuses on, you know, military families and the personal concerns of soldiers. And we don't really see that today. And even in other wars, that concern and compassion for people and the veterans that the government like goes out of their way just to save this one person because of, you know, basically for the sake of the mother having losing her children. You don't really see that today or the public sphere just isn't as focused on the lives of soldiers and even after the war of World War Two, people were so excited for the return of these soldiers and you know there's the iconic photo in Times Square of the Navy soldier kissing the woman when that's just this you know embracing the military like physically embracing you know the return of these brave soldiers that we just are so proud of for all their courage and great actions despite the people they might have killed the innocent soldiers they might have killed on the front lines and we see a contrast with that compared to other wars such as the Vietnam War where soldiers were returning off the planes but there were protests they were spat at and called baby killers and I think that just shows how World War II even though it might not be a good war because it is a war compared to other wars the public did see it as one of the better ones. Right and I think that that also changes based on, upon your perspective, like I said earlier, and I'll talk about this in just a second, but when people are on the side that won the war, it's a little bit different. So in the book and movie, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, we see this perspective from the German soldiers who see their um, brothers and, and friends being killed, and they, they also have to um, kill others. And we see Paul Ballmer, the the main character in this book, um, having to kill a soldier and then remain with him after he's died. And we see that that emotional toll takes place on him. And I think that it's interesting that um, we see two totally different plots here in, in this movie and All Quiet on the Western Front. 
um, from the perspective of two different sides. Um, and I'll just talk for a second about an article by Magdalena Bobowick and her colleagues. They wrote Victorious Justifications and Criticism of the Defeated. And they explained that war changes people, their behaviors and societies as a whole. And I think that their feelings on war um, are totally sometimes based upon whether or not their country won or whether or not they're a person that was in the war or somebody that watched it on a screen. Um, do you think that this contributes to the myth of World War II being a good war for America, just the different sides that you see here? Yeah, I think there's a huge difference in you know the later generations only being able to experience the war and what happened during it through films or a different text. Um, and especially reading All Quiet on the Russian Front, I read that in just in all, and it was hugely contrast to World War Two, just from the perspective of Paul, who I feel like just complete completely became like this zombie. He was him and all of his peers were just exposed to the most absurd things, and even they, you know, they had their leave. They got to go home sometimes. They had their breaks, and they still like were completely desensitized and had so much trauma to what they witnessed. But you know, the people in World War Two and Saving Private Ryan in this film, it isn't as stressed as much outside of that beginning uh, D-Day scene on the beach. Throughout the movie, we see people, you know, especially Private Ryan, given the chance to go home, he still isn't taking that opportunity. And from the outside, it's just so shocking having learned about World War War, World, World War One before this. And then, you know, knowing how terrible it was for those those soldiers and then World War Two, seeing almost a complete opposite perspective of these soldiers. But I guess it just depends on that person's personal strength and morals, because I'm sure there were pretty negative people fighting at the time just because Private Ryan had this great patriotic attitude. I'm sure there are plenty of other people who would have gladly left that war in a heartbeat. And you make a good point that these two things took place um, in different wars, World War One and World War II, um, because a lot of people claim that or think that um, this is a just war because, or a good war, because they were fighting and defeating Nazism and fascism. Um, and according to Bobowick's article, they said, a belief in a just war means that some wars are right because they are perceived to avenge injury or maintain earthly justice. So this goes along with the thought that defeating Nazis and um, fascism justifies just killing millions of people. And not everyone died in combat, but lots of people died, you know, in the Holocaust itself. And I think that interpreting war just through the positive effects of it, even on the American front as to like industrialism and things, I think that that's a mistake because it leads to an approval of the war overall. And it's important to recognize that movies like Saving Private Ryan allow history to be restructured for future generations to view through movies. And I don't know, is this how war should be portrayed on screen? Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, I honestly believe the whole idea of war is just, it just doesn't make sense to me how one, a couple people in power can decide to, you know, get millions of people and have them fight against something physically when it's not, you know, it won't be a physical problem in the first place. They'll want to solve something more political. And then 
then they just make two different types of people hate each other and make it justified. You know, you're going to go out there and you're going to kill this person. It doesn't matter who they are. That's just your job. And it just baffles me that that's how we decided to solve problems like millions of years ago as people. So I always think that war is just pointless. But obviously, in World War Two, we like did have, you know, great thing to end the Holocaust and save some refugees from Nazi Germany. And obviously, like that goodness did come out of that but the holocaust also you know started because of world war ii so i don't know if we would have had those things if the war never even began but obviously there were some good results in our successes as the united states and the allies but i personally you know never don't think any war is good but there obviously is goodness in the war absolutely and i i think that sums up our argument very well and it's been a good conversation on how uh, war can be viewed from several different perspectives, both uh, from people that have fought in it and people that are viewing it. Um, and overall, uh, you can see the term good war in different different ways, depending on whether you're looking at the Americans here on our side on land or the people that were fighting overseas. So, Yeah, I think just to sum it up, obviously, War is never a good thing, but World War Two can be referred to the good war just because of the social commentary at that time and how it was portrayed to the people not involved and what they made it out to be just because of the culture at that time in different places. So it was just appeared better because it had a little bit more goodness than compared to other wars in the time. Hope you guys enjoyed our podcast on Saving Private Ryan. Thank you so much for listening. That's all we have for you today, but hopefully you'll listen to our upcoming episodes in this series.